Hello guys, welcome to episode 7, week 10 of the Third Long Podcast. We are your hosts, Max, Henry, Drazen, Sean, Gray, and Christian. We have tons of new topics this week, and we're going to start off this week by talking about Jonathan Taylor conversation. He's been had many scrutiny with Jordan Wilkins, Naheem Hines there. What do you guys think about him? Um, personally, as a fantasy over- owner, I want to see him succeed, but... He, the Colts just don't really want to give him the ball. I mean, we saw that last week with only six carries. But to be fair, one of them was a touchdown and one of them was a fumble. So that might have had an impact on his carries. But we saw also two weeks ago when he was out, we saw Jordan Wilkins have a pretty big game. So he, they, don't, they don't need to rely on him. Um, I think that there's just too many mouths to feed down there. I don't think there's a clear-cut RB1. So – I mean, if you're a fantasy owner, I say try and sell high or just have him on your bench. So what I think with him is that Frank Reich is there to win games. And, of course, Jonathan Taylor has the, has the draft capital. He has first first-round pick, best running back in college football, I think. But Frank Reich needs to win games. And with them being so defense-dependent, they need to figure out a way to get the points on the board. Phillip Rivers isn't doing that. So they're going to give it to Jordan Wilkins or Jonathan Taylor. It's going to be the hot hand. After Taylor fumbled, they didn't put him back in the game. And they're just going to put Wilkins in there. And if Wilkins looks like the better back, he will be the running back there. Dude, you'll be surprised. They might even give it to Trey Burton. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, they've used a tight end. It's like kind of like a fullback there. And it's like, fantasy purposes, it doesn't look good. But, of course, Taylor, they have a really easy schedule. Like, really easy. And if you, like, somehow hope that he reclaims number one duties, and, of course, that O-line is a top O-line, he could be in the middle of RB2 conversation. Yeah, I, w- I would just say, like, I feel like I feel like he is still considered the RB1 of the team, but it's sort of like how we see, we see on a, a team like maybe, like, the 49ers, how they have, like, several really, like, really at least decent running backs that can put up any amount of points every week. So, obviously, we've seen Naheem Hines do what he can do. We've seen Jordan Wilkins prove himself. And when Jonathan Taylor can actually get in the game and get a solid amount of carries, we know he can be a really good running back. And that's like the 49ers, how they have, obviously, Jarek McKinnon and, um, I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Wilson. They have plenty of running backs there that they need to feed. And if they can just find a way to work all of them into the – into the offense, it would be, it'd be, that would be ideal. Yeah. Well, uh, going on a different topic here, we're going to go more in on uh, the Steelers scare, like getting scared. Because when I was watching that game, I'm like, what? This Cowboys defense looks decent. The Pittsburgh's offense looks horrible. And I'm just wondering, like, do you, we said last week, I was listening to it last week. We said, I asked Steelers, are they the real deal? You guys all said yes. Any difference on opinion now? Uh, I, think they're, I think they're still the real deal. I would just say they need to uh, just bring their offense together more. And uh, I would say I think their best player on offense is probably James Conner. He's been playing really well. I mean, last week he didn't do much, which is why they um, they almost lost. But – it's good that they're trying to play other running backs. Like Anthony McFarland had a lot of play time. We've seen um, in the past, we've seen Benny Snell. But I would just say give the ball to James Conner because we know he can be an elite running back. I know that comes from a fantasy owner, James Conner. But I still think he's the best player on that offense. And um, he's, he should be their number one target. And obviously, when it comes to receivers, we know what they can do. They have Juju. They have Chase Claypool. They have Deontay. And they have James Washington. So, and Ebron. Ebron can definitely prove himself. It just, it just depends on the week. But, yeah, I would say um, I think they're still the real deal. I, don't, I mean, I don't think they're going to be undefeated for much longer. But, I mean, they're 8-0, so you can't really complain about that. And I, I think they're definitely the real deal. They're the best team. If we're talking about record, they're definitely the best team. Okay, so there's a lot of teams in the NFL who – no matter what game it is, it's going to be a close game. And the Bills are one of those teams. Um, but with the Steelers, they haven't really had a huge margin win except for, like, the Browns game. So they're one of those teams that always keep it close. But the thing about great teams is they can just close it out in the end, and that's what they've done. So I still think they're the, uh, they're the best team right now. 
And uh, talking about fantasy, though, you got to think that these teams that have been doing really well, and especially with James Conner past injury, they might just not play him the last couple of weeks. I mean, not play him, but more of lessen his workload because you do not want him out for the playoffs. I get it. He's really talented. But last couple of seasons, he's been injured back and forth. So what I'm thinking from fantasy is that, I mean, of course, you have James Conner. He's been good. But, like, what I'm thinking, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I do not want to get him injured again. I'm going to lessen his workload. You have Anthony McFarlane. You have Benny Snell. We have Jalen Samuels. Those guys aren't that bad. Use them more and preserve James Conner. And if I'm a fantasy owner, I'm not worried more of just lowering my expectations of what he's going to do per every game. Anything to say on that? Um, I think I don't really know how to feel about that Cowboys-Pittsburgh game. I mean, we obviously saw that Pittsburgh really didn't play that well, but I don't think that was as much of Pittsburgh not playing well. I think the Cowboys came in with the chip on their shoulder. I mean, their defense had been horrendous going into the year and throughout the year so far. And then on top of that, having a fourth-string quarterback starting, I mean, they also put up 19 points on arguably a top-three defense in the league. So I just think that, like, I think it was a combination of both Pittsburgh playing bad and the Cowboys just kind of surprising the world a little bit. Um, but then also going on that, like, their fourth-string quarterback, Gilbert, like, he wasn't that bad going into the game. And, like, we saw him rush a lot. He got, like, eight attempts on rushing. He only got, like, 25 yards, which, like, that's all right. But um, and I, 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 I still think that the Steelers are the real deal. Um, and, I mean, you, you're not 8-0 for no reason, you know? So what I'm going to say here is that, like, with Dallas, here's a conversation to be had. When Dalton comes back from concussion, are they going to play him? No. Or are they going to put Gilbert in? Yes. Now, I mean I, – I honestly don't know, to be honest. I mean, Dalton has the pedigree of being a quarterback for a starting NFL team <laughs> that Gilbert maybe doesn't have. I mean, he, I bet back then he did. But, like, Dalton has that pedigree as he was a franchise quarterback for the Bengals for a good a little, little amount of time. Like, if I'm Jerry Jones, he's getting paid a lot for a backup quarterback, so I'd probably play him. But, I mean, they keep their auctions open. I mean, this season's pretty much a done season for them. But, like, Gilbert, he didn't look half bad. And, like, I think he could actually – Gilbert's playing for his job this week. If he does not do well, Dalton is going to slay. If he does well, Dalton's got to run for his money. So that's what I think about Cowboys starting situation. And especially coming off this bye, people can get some rest, flip their mindset a little, and maybe get even better in the future. Um, I don't, I don't think that they have – I mean, other than on the depth chart, I really – I mean, we're not in the Cowboys facility with the players, so we really don't know what's going on in the practice or how much of a leader Garrett Gilbert is, um, depending on, like, compared to Andy Dalton. But I think that – I think that they're going to stick with Gilbert because, I mean, they didn't they didn't win, but they had a decently good game for a four-string quarterback or a really good game for a four-string quarterback against one of the best, if not the best team in the league, depending on who you're talking to. And on top of that, Andy Dalton, we've seen him play two weeks. He has not been impressive whatsoever. To He does not look like a starting quarterback or what used to be a starting quarterback. And Garrett Gilbert, he just kind of has that factor that you need in starting quarterback, especially with Dak out. You need, like, they need someone who can move the ball around because I think that they have one of the best, if not the best, receiving core in the league, depending on the day. But I think that they just need – I mean, Andy Dalton, you really haven't seen that much from him. I mean, they did play – the one game we saw him really, really play was um, the Washington football team, who have a pretty decent defense. But we still really didn't see much. I mean, Amari Cooper that game had more yards than Andy Dalton had throwing. So I just I just think that they have to stick with Garrett Gilbert here. I mean – yeah, I mean, Gilbert was a star in the AAF, if I'm correct like that. And, like, oh, well. I mean, Cowboys are like, hell with it. Let's let's start Garrett Gilbert. And, like, I mean, I'm excited to see what he can do. Just, to, like, as kind of like a fun little, not meme, but, like, more of just, like, I just want to see what he can do. Like, looking, like, he'll tell you the talent's different from the AAF to the NFL. And to actually see if it's that big. The best quarterback in the AAF compared to, a mid-tier NFL QB. 
So moving on to a different topic here, we're going to talk about the Buccaneers now and how they got blown out by the Saints and how you guys think that fares for their future, especially with AP coming back for that game. Well, um, we talked about sort of a similar thing last week. It's one of those offenses that has amazing players, but obviously what we saw against the Saints, they couldn't pull anything off. So uh, AB, he had like, I don't know how many yards he had, like 30, something like that. And they just, they just weren't, I don't know, they just weren't looking great. I, that also is because the Saints started off really well. And we know what the Saints can do. Drew Brees has obviously been a great quarterback for a long time, and he still is. Um, Kamara had a touchdown. Uh, they, were just, they were just sort of clicking on all cylinders. And I think that that ruined the confidence of the Buccaneers, and eventually uh, Tom Brady just couldn't get the job done. I mean, we already knew he couldn't get the job done once the first half was over, but uh, it just – it was it was pretty unfortunate because – a lot of people predicted that the Buccaneers would be a Super Bowl team, and now it looks like they're not if they're getting blown out. But I mean, sure, the Saints are a great team, but they're still getting blown out by the Saints. And if they want to, if they want to win their division, that's not how you do it. Because if they have to play them again, uh, I guess I don't know if they've already played them, but if they have to play them again, then it'll be uh, pretty miserable. So I just uh, I think they need to um, build their skill set as a team. And, um, I mean, we know they have Fournette and Ronald Jones, who, depending on the night, we could see either of them do well. Um, neither of them really did, too, really did great, but um, they just need to come together as a team. And we know Bruce Arians can be a great coach. We know he is a great coach. He just needs to, um, like, get A.B. into the offense because Brady, Tom Brady and A.B. have worked together, and we know that – that uh, combination could be lethal, plus Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So uh, I would say just uh, keep the team working, and they could definitely go somewhere. Well, I think the, the Bucks are still a very, very good football team. I mean, Brady, besides last game, has shown pretty much all season that he could still throw. He's still not at the top of his game, obviously, but he's still a better quarterback in this league. Um, and I think one reason that the – Bucks weren't able to get anything going last week was because they had like six rush attempts the whole game and I know that's a hard spot to be put in once you're down by you know however many points they were down by but their I think their run their run game is a bigger aspect of their offense than people realize because Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are so good um, and they, they like take the stress off of Brady to carry the offense and once their running backs weren't in the game they just weren't able to get any form of offense going. Um, like, Rojo got three carries, Fournette got, like, one or something like that, which is absolutely ridiculous. So, if the Bucks obviously, they have a very good defense, and if they're able to keep the run game going, we know the pass game is going to be there. Um, I think they'll go far into the playoffs. Um, to comment on that from at least – when I started watching Tom Brady, I've never seen Tom Brady have such a horrible game in his whole career. I think that was probably the worst game he's ever had because on an average of each season, he, he averages between two to three interceptions in 16 weeks. Like that's, that's, that's crazy numbers. And I, and I, I totally agree with Sean, like I'm, uh, Oh, and well, and Henry that like uh, week one, like I was like, Oh, I think the bucks are just going to the, Super Bowl because Tom Brady is literally LeBron James. If LeBron James is on a team, he's going to the championship because he's the GOAT. Uh, but I, I still think the Bucks can do something uh, and maybe not Super Bowl, but I think next year, maybe. Michael Jordan is the GOAT, by the way, not LeBron. But um, I do understand what you're saying. Sorry. No. Yeah, my bad. My bad. But – Wait, I think okay. I think this is just a big win for the Saints in general because I think whether or not we all are watching the Saints, I think they have a very they have a good all around team where their offense, no matter no matter who's on their offense playing, whether it's Michael Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders out that week, they'll find a way to move the ball down the field. Whether it's not whether or not it's exciting to watch, they're gonna find a way to get the ball down the field. And Alvin Kamara is just a killer right now 
and their defense is just overall decent. They don't have to be that great when their offense is that great, that good. But I think this was really just a big win because they're this kind of cemented them as the big dog, or if not one of the big dogs of this conference, because we saw them beat the Panthers a couple weeks ago off that 65-yard um, missed field goal from Joey Sly. That really hurt me. But um, I just, like, I feel like they're here where they're going to be good enough to win the conference, but they're not going to be, like, they're going to have a normal Saint season and go 12-4. and four. Yeah, well, going on that, I think the Saints have tons of – ways to move the ball like you're saying like Taysom Hill I mean you said a hurdle that was pretty insane but uh, yeah just going with that same division here the Panthers like going off that heartbreaking loss to like the Chiefs which like I thought they had a pretty good shot at and then on additionally to that McCaffrey gets injured on the game he returns he gets injured again and I'll give you an injury update on him he was originally probably like they were predicting three to six weeks out then he comes back today says he could probably only miss one game and you're good to go maybe after that that's just speculation, though. And especially from a fantasy perspective, if Panthers, I think, are in rebuild mode right now, bottom of the division. I, I think they might be bottom. They have the Buccaneers and the Saints up there. I don't think they strive for it just yet. And I don't think they rush McCaffrey back because that man is the best running back in the league. And there's no reason to have him get hurt again. Maybe ACL tear out for another season. You don't want that to happen. You don't want it to be another Saquon situation. You want him to keep him there as long as possible and keep everybody intact on that team and just build off that. Because that's a good team, you could tell. You could tell you're getting the ball down the field. They're going against the Chiefs. They matched up really well with them. So, yeah, anything to say on that? Um, I wouldn't – I don't – as a Panthers fan, I might, I might have a different opinion than some other Panthers fan. I don't really think we're quite in rebuild mode. We're rebuilding, but we're not, like, full-fledged, sell the quarterback, sell the running back. We need draft picks. Uh, what did you say, Christian? I said we should sell the quarterback. Okay, I don't, I don't know about that at all. But um, I think that we have a good team. I think we just had really unfortunate games where, I mean, if Joey Sly hits that sixty-seven game-winning field goal, not only to make history but to give us a big dub over one of the best teams in the league. I mean, our season's completely different if you cut out games that we've lost by three points. I mean, if you think about that. The Raiders, week one, I think we lost by three or four. And probably, I mean, if that wasn't – if we didn't play that bad, we probably should have beat them. And, I mean, in a crazy world where Joey Sly makes that 65-game-winning field goal against the – or game-time field goal against the Saints, worst-case scenario, we lose in overtime. But if you add those three games up, we'll, we would have been six and three right now rather than three and six. Yeah, um, I would say if we're talking specifically about McCaffrey, um, I know Max isn't going to like this, but I would say if you're a fantasy owner of McCaffrey, don't trade him because, uh, I mean, Max obviously tried to trade for him with Drazen, and that was, uh, I thought that was going to happen. But um, I would say keep McCaffrey in your team no matter what because when he's healthy, and we know he can be healthy because this is like the first time he's gotten injured. I was very surprised. Because he is, he has crazy work ethic. He's uh, extremely healthy. We know he doesn't get injured. But um, if the timeline is one week, even if it's more, even if it's three weeks, uh, I would just say keep him on your team because he's uh, a very high value player. And even last week when he, I mean, I don't think he, I don't think he broke a hundred rushing yards or broke a hundred receiving yards. He still had like what, like thirty fantasy points. Like he can you know what he can do. So I would say uh, keep him on your team, even if, you're, even if you're being offered a really good running back or like a really good receiver along with that. Um, I would say uh, the only players that I would take for McCaffrey are Dalvin Cook and Kamara and probably Derrick Henry. So I would say, uh, yeah, in terms of fantasy, just, just keep him because you don't have much to be worried about. Well, yeah, I'm just going to say future fantasy – it is good to get the backup. Let's say you have McCaffrey. I suggest drafting Mike Davis. I mean, we didn't know he was injury prone, but just over the season, Zeke, get Tony Pollard. Dalvin Cook, get Alexander Madison. Derrick Henry, Jeremy McNichols, if I'm correct. But keep those guys, because if you have one of those guys, you're pretty much full-on fledged. If one of them's injured, you've got an RB2 in the back. 
keep those guys because if Drazen, Drazen currently has McCaffrey. If he had Mike Davis, he'd be in a great situation right now. And if you have Mike Davis, I'm not saying trade for McCaffrey, but it would be pretty nice. I'm just saying it's good to have those backups, especially I think McCaffrey's kind of went into like the injury-prone guy conversation this year. And next year, first pick, probably going to be Dalvin Cook. But if you're drafting McCaffrey, get Mike Davis on the side. Get him on the side. Because if he's injured, your season is probably going to be pretty much over unless you have that insurance there. Um, well, yeah. Oh, first off, I was never going to trade. Like, yeah, you, you just you never you just don't trade Christian McCaffrey unless he's like just out out for the season, like torn ACL, whatever. Well, then you drop him. But, um, but Christian McCaffrey, it's it's such a devastation because that's a twenty point plus player that is going to give you well that's going to give you 20 plus put 20 plus points every week so from the three weeks that he's played he is giving me like 25 31 blah 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 but yeah it's it's heartbreaking um and yeah it's it sucks yeah just uh, to all of you fantasy owners of christian mccaffrey i'm so sorry but yeah well yeah uh we're gonna go on a different conversation here uh we're gonna move in a little more this is halfway season point right here. So we're going to have our little MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year predictions. So we're going to go down the line. I'm going to start with me. MVP. Sorry, Christian, what? Um, are we doing after week nine or before week nine? Right now, who is your MVP? Who is your O-poy? Who is your D-poy? And whatever. I'm going to start, and we'll just go down the line. My MVP of the year? It's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. Offensive Player of the Year? I got Dalvin Cook. And now Mahomes, I think he's the best quarterback. Best weapons, no doubt, but it's Mahomes. And that's pretty much self-explanatory. Dalvin Cook, he has tore up defenses left and right. There is, like, no one that can tackle him. Like, I don't understand. It's just insane. But, yeah. Going off of that, Sean, what's your predictions? I mean, I I want to say Russell Wilson's going to win it. And I think that is very po- – the MVP. I think that's very possible. And I think – the people who vote on whoever wins the MVP may also, might also pity him just because his lack of MVP votes. So that could be another thing that lists him to win the MVP. Um, but I, I do think it's in between Russell Wilson, depending upon how he plays the rest of the season, and Patrick Mahomes. Um, Patrick Mahomes is just – he's too good. He really is. And then Russell Wilson's been showing he can do it. I mean, he has his whole career, but – this year, I think especially a lot of people have been watching him and had their eyes on him. What about your offensive um, player of the year? Offensive player of the year? I don't even know. Probably also Dalvin Cook. Like, I know I should probably share another opinion, but I can't disagree with what Max has said. Um, the past two, three games especially, Dalvin Cook has really – he's been absolutely insane. I mean, 252 either rush yards or scrimmage yards – uh, against the Lions last week, two touchdowns. Like, that's crazy. If he keeps that up even remotely for the rest of the season, I think he'll win Offensive Player of the Year. You may even talk about MVP. I know that's kind of weird there. But when's the last time a running back has won MVP? I want to hear that. Um, 2009, Chris Johnson. Oh, there you go. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying – I mean, quarterback's, of course, the most valuable position, no doubt. I'm just saying – if he keeps on that pace, I know he's faced bad defenses, but if he goes against a good defense and he has that kind of performance, he's going to be in the MVP talk, I think. Um, Personally, he's actually my MVP right now because if you look at his stats through eight games, um, along with Lydane Tomlinson and Chris Johnson's in 2009, he has more rushing yards and touchdowns than Chris Johnson did, and he's also played three less games. So, he's, he's, so through half the season – he has more than Chris Johnson did, and he's played less than three games. Or he's played five games total, where Chris Johnson played eight, and he's already beating his numbers. And I think I think Mahomes is um, offensive player of the year. I just don't think he's really done. He's done a lot, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's having that crazy MVP caliber season that we've been seeing the last two years. Yeah, the only, go ahead. The only issue with Dalvin Cook being able to win MVP – is why he may totally deserve it. It's we're in a quarterback's league. Like 
I mean, it's been a decade, 11 years since the last time a running back won. Like, I think that shows you something. Like, there's definitely been people other than quarterbacks who have deserved the MVP who just haven't gotten it because it's a quarterback's league. I think it would, I think it's going to be crazy difficult from at least for the next couple years for a non quarterback to win the MVP. Yeah. So, um, for mine, uh, mine's a little bit different, but like similar players. So I'd say MVP is Mahomes. Uh, like probably like three weeks ago, I would have said Russell Wilson, but these past two weeks, Mahomes had like has had like nine passing touchdowns total, and he's looked. He's. I mean, he's always looked like an MVP. We've seen him already win it. I mean, he's. He's just the best quarterback in the league. It's. It's hard to debate that. And I would say, um, based off what Sean said about it's a quarterbacks league, I would agree. I would say offensive player of the year is also Mahomes. I would love to say it's Derek or sorry, not, I would love to say it's Dalvin Cook because he is right now he is probably the best offensive player. But I think uh, Mahomes is going to continue to be uh, extremely elite, and I think he's also going to win offensive player. Um, and no one's no one said defensive player, so I'm going to say mine. I'm going to go with uh, DeForest Buckner. Uh, I would say Miles Garrett, but. Uh, DeForest Buckner has been uh, amazing and he was underrated. He's been, he's always been like an underrated player, but if you look at the vote, I mean, if you look at the like projections, he's second behind Miles Garrett. So I would say either him or Miles Garrett because uh, uh, the Colts often, I mean, the Colts defense is uh, amazing. So I would say they have one of the best linebackers in the league and Darius Leonard. And then uh, DeForest Buckner is probably uh, him and Aaron Donald are probably the best defensive tackles. I had to bring up the point uh, with that Mahomes. He's kind of like, like LeBron James. La- I mean, last year, LeBron, we didn't talk about him winning MVP. Like, oh, that's just LeBron over there. He averages a triple-double. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. But, but as Mahomes gets better and better, his expectations are going to rise and rise. I'm just saying, I think, the, I think like the little voters for the MVP, they're like, let's not give it to Mahomes again. He's good, but like, come on, another year of him. Like, he's going to keep raising expectations and eventually – He's going to be out of MVP conversation, but keep the same level he's playing. But I'm just going to say they're going to give it to another guy, like Russell Wilson or something. Just because of Mahomes' past accomplishments, expectations are too high to amount, and he has to keep building on that, which is very hard to do based off he's what I've already done. So future seasons, I don't think Mahomes is going to win MVP. He's going to still have that level of play, but I don't think he's going to like win MVP because those expectations are too much to amount to. Um, I have a question for you about that. So if he's playing like the top quarterback in the league and has the best stats in the league for a quarterback, why would they give it to somebody else? I think they would give it just because they're like, oh, he's having, oh, like in the future, he's like, oh, he didn't do well as well as he did the year before. He's still the top, but like, it's like, oh, that's not just not Mahomes-like, even though he's the top. That's just not Mahomes-like enough. They're going to be like, oh, Russell Wilson's having a resurgence here. He didn't do as well last year, but he's having proportionally a way better year. I mean, you have a point, but like, I'm just, I'm sorry, but that's not happening. I think, I mean, it's very easy for players to win back-to-back MVPs. I mean, obviously uh, different sport, but NBA, Giannis won it two years in a row. I don't think he was the best player in the league, but we're not going to talk about that. That's for a different time. But uh, I think, uh, well, wait, no, Mahomes didn't win it last year. It was Lamar, right? Yeah, yeah it was Lamar. So, okay. Anyway, he, he'll win two MVPs, and I think his second will be this year. So, and yeah, there's more in that, the future. That stuff isn't given to you. It's it's earned. And if, if, if like, whatever, who decides who gets MVP, if they, if, if they earned it, then they get it. They don't just give it to you. But then also, okay, so, like, an, uh, I feel like, like, an untalked player is um, Aaron Rodgers. Well, just because, like, maybe, like, of how long he's been in the league or whatever. But also, like, I mean, I mean, yes, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to get MVP. But if not, I think Aaron Rodgers is in that race still because he's had some incredible games. And that connection with Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers is unstoppable. And, and Kyler. Wait, what? Come on. Okay. And uh, just – from well, from the games that Devontae Adams has been healthy, and also when Devontae Adams wasn't healthy, Aaron Rodgers had Lazard, and then he had other and like uh, uh, yeah, but whatever, and he had other wide receivers, and he could just make a game without 
his star receiver. And I think Aaron Rodgers could be in that MVP talk. Yeah, I, I'm a, I've always been a huge fan of Aaron Rodgers. I obviously, well, I have him in fantasy. But uh, I think he's definitely in the race. But it's just so hard when you have players like Patrick Mahomes in this league. I think in any other year when uh, when uh, Mahomes is not, not here, I would say Aaron Rodgers is definitely up there. Um, it's just so hard to compete with a guy who has that many weapons. I mean, we know Aaron Rodgers has weapons, but – it's it's hard to compete with a guy like Mahomes who has so many weapons and can can make bad players good. It's like it's just he's just well, it's also like kind of like a voter's eye thing because appealing. I'd rather watch Mahomes than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, to be honest, I'd rather watch Lamar Jackson than Aaron Rodgers. But it's just like like oh oh they can run around, they can make people fall, they can break their ankles. They have good well, Lamar doesn't have a well, yeah they have good arms. I think it's more of just like, oh, Aaron Rodgers on MVP? That means like 50 years old. I want Mahomes there. He's 20-something. <laughs> He's not 20. I'm just saying, it's kind of like to the voter's eye, like the viewer's eye, Mahomes is the head candidate there. Rodgers, great season overall, definitely. But yeah. So for my MVP, I would take Mahomes. And for offensive player of the year, I'm going to switch it up. I'd take Devontae Adams right now. I mean, he's playing lights out. Like, yeah, that's how I can say. He did not have a great start, but now he looks like the guy, not in fantasy, the guy you actually drafted for. So you guys think about him. Get him I out of Houston. He, I think he's doing pretty good, but yeah, I agree with Sean. He needs to get him out of Houston. Okay, one thing with that, though, is that they just fired, not just fired, but like they fired their head coach. Like, I think that signifies that they're not trying to get the Sean out. They're trying to get the coaching staff out. So, I mean, Deshaun's talented. Like, I don't really know who they ship him to. What about that? I mean, a lot of times getting a new coach is associated with rebuilding, kind of. But I, I think Deshaun Watson is soon not going to want to play in Houston any longer. I think he should. and I think he should and deserves to play for a different team, a better team, because he has the talent to take his team to the playoffs, potentially the Super Bowl. So Get him to the well, I feel bad about that. I feel bad about that D-Hop trade. Look how much that backfired on him. That's insane. David Johnson not lived up to the – you could say a hype. There was no hype. Like, <laughs> I mean, <he's> doing, <laughs> what do you guys think about him? He's doing pretty, he's doing pretty well. I mean, I mean, he's playing – I mean, not the best of his career, but he's not, like, doing terrible either. I mean, I consider him a top 20 back still. No, nothing special, but, I mean, definitely not bad. Um, Sean and Christian, I, I'm not objectifying anything. I'm just saying, um, if you think that he needs to get out of Houston or that Houston needs to get rid of Deshaun, where do y'all propose that he lands or potential landing point for him throughout the NFL? The 49ers. The 49ers. Um, no. Max, so, I don't, Max, I don't think Dallas yeah. really needs that right now. Dad, yo, yo, let Sean talk. Sean, where do you think? Well, I was going to say, I don't think Houston needs to get rid of Deshaun. I think Deshaun needs to get rid of Houston. So, he – I mean, I want him, I want to see him on a different team. And I would have to think longer about that team. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think he would do too well. I mean, I think he'd do well. I don't think he'd do great on the 49ers. Um, you can look at, like – The Bears. Yeah, the oh, Bears. The or another team that he'd be, I think. Bears, Colts. I mean, maybe even, like, the Bucks when Brady's gone. Do you I, like, I actually like the Colts a lot. Do you all think we could see him in either New England or um, with the Rams? I, the Rams, okay, possibly, but before, yeah. before I answer that question, hear me out. I think Deshaun should go to the Falcons. I, I would say, okay, so obviously Matt Ryan is still a solid quarterback, but <laughs> – He's from Georgia. He's from he's from near Atlanta, and I think he could fit very well with that young offense with Ridley. I mean, Gurley's not that young, but he's still he's. I mean, we know what he can do. Julio. I mean, I I I could definitely see Deshaun on the Falcons. I think I think, besides, I mean, I I think he fits on the on the Texans. They're just not a good team. But I would say that that's my number one landing spot for uh, Deshaun once 
Uh, he could be, I mean, he could be Matt Ryan's backup for a little bit or even start over him because I think, I think at full skill, he's probably better. But um, that's just a matter of, you know, what happens with trade. Well, I, I can tell this kind of like is a Jameis Winston. I mean, I think Will Watson's better than Jameis Winston. But like, Winston's too talented to be a backup, I think. Way too talented. He's got a dub. But like, <laughs> bring him to like, the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, Winston is just like, okay, Breeze is maybe on the downfall. I mean, he had a good game, but he's probably on the downfall of his career. I understand you're bringing in a guy that's young. He did well in college. He did pretty good on the Bucks. Besides, I mean, of course, the interceptions are bad, but otherwise, he led the league in touchdowns. Watson's too talented to be a backup. I just waste money because he's gonna he's gonna demand a good amount of money. Not trade, sorry, but yeah, he's uh-huh. gonna like want an extension. Wait, 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 wait. Let me say one thing. You if Sean Watson was on the Steelers this year, they'd win the Super Bowl. Steelers. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, Ben uh, would be pissed off. Big Ben's not like that anymore. Um, that the Jameis thing, I don't really know how I feel about him right now because, I mean, stats don't lie. He did throw 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns last year leading the league. However, I don't know if that's who you really want starting because, I mean, I understand that he throws 30 touchdowns, which you can't argue with. But at what expense? I mean, you don't want – I mean, obviously you want your starting quarterback to be throwing 30 touchdowns a year, which is phenomenal. But if he's giving the ball away 30 times, that you just – like, you're he's not putting you in a place to win games. If you have a decently hard schedule or just a not easy schedule, those teams are going to punish you. I mean, that's like – that's almost two turnovers every game from Jameis. Well, I was just thinking about – this is kind of like similar to the Andy Dalton kind of. We were like, oh, he's better than half of the quarterbacks starting in the league. I think Jameis is probably better, like, at least the quarter of the quarterbacks that are starting right now. A quarter. He led the league in touchdowns. I, I would only put him over, like, at the Gilbert. moment, Daniel Jones, <laughs> yeah. Sam Darnold. What um, about Foles and stuff, maybe? I don't really know how I feel about Foles Trubisky right now because I think, I think Foles, he doesn't, he's not very good. I think he's washed up. But I really don't think that they had a reason to bench Mitch. He had a bad game. I mean, I wa- I'm personally a Mitch fan. Um, but he had a bad game. And I was watching the game. He wasn't being very productive for their team. And they were down pretty late in the first half. And it looked like they weren't coming back. But they throw foals in. And he has a really good game at the end. But going to that game, Mitch Trubisky is 3-0. I mean, you can't, you can't, you don't get to decide to bench your starting quarterback because of one bad game. I mean, like, I think it was just unjust. I mean, maybe Nick Foles is the right move here, but I feel like that Nick Foles just really isn't that crazy of a quarterback. And I think that Mr. Biscay's ceiling is way higher than Foles is. I think that floor, Foles' floor is a little bit higher than Trubisky's. Yeah, definitely. So moving on to another quarterback here. Move on to the, we're gonna move on to Josh Allen, guys. <sighs> oh my god. Okay. Well, Josh Allen, I had to give it to him. He had a good game against Seattle. Of course, their secondary is weak. Okay. But okay. He had a good game. Congratulations, Christian. I know you feel validated now. And uh, I mean, <laughs> what do you got to say about him? All I can say is that he's moody. He just get. He just. He, I mean, looking like him and Russell Wilson, him more than Russell, it really looks like they just pick and choose the weeks that they're going to ball out. I mean, Cardinals Cardinals have a little bit of a defense. They have some bigger names, but other than that, a bunch of nobodies. And, I mean, Russell balled out against them, and I don't think that there should have been an excuse for Russell to play bad against the Bills. And I don't think there's an excuse for Josh Allen to throw up 150 yards against the Patriots as well especially without Steph and Gilmore. So I think that they both are just like extreme. I don't want to say drama queens because, I mean, if you're a starting quarterback in the NFL, you're not just choosing which weeks you want to play. But I feel like they both are feeling a little bit bipolar from a viewer's perspective. I mean, Josh Allen has had a couple good games, and his good games are really good games. I mean, start of the season, I know we had him in the MVP talk. I'm sure a lot of other people did. And – I mean, he's had a couple of just meh games since then. And then 
this week he's looking a little more like – I mean, he stepped up. Seattle does not have a good defense, but it was a big game that they had to win. Or not to – they didn't have to win anything. But, I mean, it kind of cements them as they're there, but they're not that great of a team quite yet. Um, I, I completely agree with uh, what you said about Josh Allen. I think he's he's inconsistent. Um, you can't you can't have an MVP quarterback who goes two weeks in a row without throwing a touchdown. And in that in week seven and eight are the weeks that he did that, and he got a fumble and an interception in that same amount of time, as well as what he also had a rushing touchdown. Okay, wait. I mean. Yeah. Sean, I'm going to your time. Christian, let me hear your spiel on Josh Allen, please. Let me hear your reason why he's better than Mahomes, why he's better than Russell Wilson. He's not better than Mahomes. Still. He's not better than Okay, me. let me just hear your spiel here. Let's see. Come on. Okay. Give me all you got. So, sure, he can have a couple, a couple games where it's a little iffy. I do think our offensive coordinator is doing well with him some games, and then the games he's bad in, he just doesn't get the right play calls. And as for the Patriots game, they threw the ball only like 16 times because our run game was just going crazy. So that's why he didn't have a lot of pass yards. We didn't need to pass the ball. Um, I believe he's top eight quarterback. I'm not going to say anything higher than that as of now just because he's a little inconsistent still. I'll say top eight, top seven. But I think that the Bills are on the rise right here. I mean, beating the Seahawks was a huge win, and I think that they go 13-3, and 12-4 the rest of the year. Let, let me just say when we're not – on the podcast when we're not talking to an audience of any sort. Christian, that is not – he was being modest right there. Christian, yeah. <laughs> when we're not on this podcast, Christian thinks Josh Allen is a the number one quarterback in the league. He thinks no, he's I Jesus. Don't. I never said he's better than Mahomes or – Okay, he thinks he's a top three quarterback in the league when we're not on the podcast. He Wilson, though. No, Christian no, wait, so wait, 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 wait. That is not true. I remember – in like like week five or something, he said he was like, "Look at the stats. He is so much better than Mahomes. He's better than." Say, oh, no, you did. You did. Uh, I can literally pull up the test. Literally, screenshots. I did not I say literally he was better. Can. I said he was playing better because at the time he was playing better. In every stat line, he owned Mahomes. I'm just saying, viewers here. Still better than Mahomes. Stop playing with him. Fire um, beware of Christian, Josie. I just, I just wanna, I just wanna put this out there. I mean, I was curious because I, know I'm a Josh Allen um, owner in a couple leagues, so I'm, I was kind of curious to what his numbers were. So I just looked him up. He really isn't have like he's having a good year. I don't like, I don't know why it appears like he's not, but he, I mean, like being completely honest, he's having a pretty decent year. I mean, he has 24 total touchdowns. He has 19. Passing, he has 19 passing touchdowns. 200 um 2500 yards and or like roughly 2600 and an average completion rating of 70 percent or 68.9 so i mean five I don't rushing really... touchdowns don't leave that out how five rushing touchdowns you can't okay. leave that out cam has that too okay but, um, <laughs> two passing touchdowns I don't know why. I don't know why it appears like he's having such a bad season. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to feed Christian's ego. Believe me, I don't want. I don't want to feed the Bills part of Christian. But I really have no clue why he's having such a. I don't even want to call it a mess season. He has. Let me count one, two, three, four. He has four games under three hundred yards. Which, I mean, to be fair, two of them are one twenty-two and one fifty-four. So. I don't know. Okay, great. What? Where does he rank in uh, passing yards amongst quarterbacks? Passing yards? I have no clue. I just have fourth. the stats fourth. that I can okay. see. Okay, okay. Christian's got the stat. It's fourth. So going on to games here. Uh, this week, Cardinals Bills. You got Bills one hundred percent. Um, I hate to say it, but I if also, we can stop Kyler. I hate to say it, but I also the Bills. Um, uh, the Cardinals are coming off a of bye, right? Or no, no, sorry. Wait, are they? No one's they coming a, off a bye. Okay. No, they went against the Dolphins last week. Oh, that's, that's right. So they okay. Really close. So they lost to the Dolphins, and I think they're gonna want to have you know a resurgence this week. But I think the Bills. Uh, I think Josh Allen's gonna have another good game. I don't. I don't hate the Cardinals defense, but I don't like it that much either. So yeah, I got I got the Bills by like uh, I don't know a touchdown probably. Um, I'm gonna go. I really I I'm gonna go Cardinals. Just Let's solely go. because. I, okay, I'm not saying this just because Christian. I mean, 
it's very possible that part of me is saying this just so Christian, but I think the Cardinals are one of the most dark horse, like the biggest dark horse team in the league. Cause they really, they're really just pick and choose which weeks they want to play. I mean, there's no, I, in my opinion, unless Carolina is a crazy team that we, none of us know about it. I don't think they should have lost Carolina. But hey, I'll take a win when I can get one. But um, also lost to the Lions. They they've been they've really just been picking and choosing. But I think that I mean I think that Kyler is a top five quarterback in the league. I don't think that's very debatable. And I think that Chase Edmonds, especially um, Kenny Drake, still out. Correct. He's questionable. He returned to practice this week, though. Um, I doubt he's gonna play just because he's returning this week. But um. I I think overall, that Chase, Chase Edmonds has been that better back overall. Chase Chase Edmonds has been a dog this year, and I think that D. I mean, they have a very very high paced offense. I mean, Kyler. I've been talking about this with my dad a couple of times, and Kyler just looks like he is like Kyler looks like he runs like a four one forty. I don't know why he he's like he's like five eight or five nine or whatever. And I don't know why Josh Allen moves like every single quarterback moves just as fast as Kyler does, but Kyler just looks like he's moving so much faster. I have no clue why. But yeah, I think it's true. He's very fast, and because he's so small, it makes him look faster. Like think about a player like Tyreek, and we know yeah. how fast Tyreek is, but Tyreek's like what five ten, five nine, and I mean he could probably he probably has the same speed as a lot of other players you would think of, but. Since he's smaller, he looks faster. And yeah, I would agree. Kyler looks like he runs incredibly fast. And sure, he does, but he's, I mean, he's not like a 4 3 type runner. He's like, oh, he is 4 3. I just looked it up. Is he? Kyler had a 4 3 1. But <laughs> what? Like, Dude, that's I, crazy. I just <laughs> think that the Cardinals, I think the Cardinals secondary, it's not very, not very strong at the moment, but I think that Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker will do a decent job of keeping them in check. And I know their linebackers are good. So I hope to see some stopping of the run as well. Well, our final game of the week will be Chargers-Dolphins. We don't really highlight them that much because mostly we focus on the big contenders like the Bills, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, whatever like that. But um, I want to be, be the first one to talk about this. Dolphins-Chargers. Chargers look good. The record doesn't show it, though. But and Tua, he looks good. You have to admit that. So, what do you guys got in that game? I'm, I, got, I'm, I have the Chargers just so, because I think I think for one time they don't blow a lead, and I think Herbert plays out of his mind. Um, is is Herbert healthy right now? I'm I'm pretty sure he got dinged up. He a got little hurt bit. in that game. Yeah. yeah, it was just one play. Yeah. All right. Um, because I I don't like Herbert. He's he's my guy for offensive. Rookie of the year, um, or just rookie of the year in general. He's like, he's been playing out of his mind. He looks so much better than Joe Burrow and Tua. I don't know, like Justin Herbert. I don't know what it is. He's just a lot of fun to watch, and oh yeah, that's basically it. Okay, I, I know was... who Christian's gonna stay for offensive rookie of the year. Christian, who's your offensive Zach rookie Moss? of the year? Zach Moss. I think it's Jake <laughs> Robinson, but whatever. Oh, James, oh, James, James what are you gonna say? Okay, he's, on, so, he's actually on um, Team Get Her Done, if y'all didn't know. So. Oh, that's, that's cool. I didn't know that. Okay, so I was about to say the Dolphins. I was going to, you know, surprise you guys because their record their record is good, okay? They, they can actually – they have shown they can win games. And now with Preston Williams out, they're going to be relying on Devontae Parker and probably Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki, when he gets targeted, he's a really good tight end. He's very athletic. We know what he can do. And I mean, Tua, sure, he's he hasn't been amazing, but he's 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 he gets the job done. He's two and zero. So um, I would say the Dolphins, but I think Justin Herbert is just too good. He's I'm pretty sure he's ranked in the like upper top ten. I think he's I, on one place. I saw him at number five for this week for fantasy rankings. Um, but yeah, I just see a huge game from him. I see like at least four touchdowns and uh. Their their offense is just lethal. I mean, Keenan uh, Keenan Allen is he is he is definitely an elite receiver. And Mike Williams, I mean, sure he's you know he's pretty inconsistent, but he can still get the job done. And uh, their running back situation, even without Eckler, because Eckler, I mean, we want to see him come back because we know what he can do. But um, their running back situation is not too bad. So um, yeah, I would say the Chargers, but both teams definitely have a chance because of. I mean, young quarterbacks, young, you know, young cores, I would just say. Both teams have a chance, but I would say the Chargers are going to win. But yeah, teams just have a very how, bright future overall. 
just, like just imagine how good the Chargers are going to be in like two years. You know, like, I, and yeah, Justin Herbert's insane. And I um in well last week, uh, Justin Herbert got like a last second touchdown, but then it didn't count. So like if they got that, they would have won. But yeah, they're they've just like all their losses have been pretty close. And I think against against the Miami Dolphins team, like I I really think the Chargers can pull it out. It might be close, but I think they can actually pull it out though. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, Dre Dre is becoming a little Chargers fan over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I would consider him a Justin Herbert fan, but yes, that is a, a good Justin way to put it. Yeah. And it's hard. Jackson. It's hard not to be a Justin Herbert fan. He's a really he's a really great. Fan. That is very true. He's the tons of acne. Okay. I don't I don't know if anyone else will agree with this, but I don't know what it was coming into this year. I don't, I really have no clue. I've never been any type of Alabama Oklahoma fan, but I don't know why I was so excited. I really wanted the Panthers to draft Jalen Hurts. I don't know, like I feel like he's just fun to watch, and I feel like I really want to see him take over in Philadelphia. I don't know well, what it is. You just say Jalen Hurts. Yes, it would it would help if he was a um more i would say better i mean um, sure he was a he was a heisman candidate but like uh, i don't really think that means much especially do, i don't know he's he's do i mean he's, think, he's dual threat but like i don't, you don't think we could I, see him in a similar situation to Taysom hill and yes i mean well that's already what he's doing in philly he basically doesn't pass the ball he's he's more of a running guy so well, I would I'm, say, ta- I'm talking about, like, the receiving aspect. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's definitely a possibility. No, I don't know his catching ability, but, yeah. He's, like, I, feel like, I feel like he's probably played receiver. I mean, in college, he lined up at receiver, so. He's I would very say, athletic. Yeah. Because, I mean, they had, they had amazing quarterbacks, so I would say, yeah. Um, y'all, I actually have to go, so. Well, yeah, we're going to wrap it up right now. So, this is going to wrap up Episode 7, Week 10 of the Third and Long Podcast. It's been great talking to you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.